trying to get fit, if you don't keep working your muscles and if you don't keep working out, you lose your fitness incredibly quickly and your immune system is just the same. So, you know, lockdowns have been one of the worst things for people's immune systems because isolation where you're not you know constantly coming into contact um with uh, you know with with external agents be they pathogens or viruses or microbes or be your your immune system being able to sense it's a sensing organ it that that is one of the things that creates insufficiency because um you just you're just not using it Hello, this is Dr. Rowe, and you are listening to The Cicado Show with Dr. Rowe and Harms. Cicado means to seek turning points. And on this show, where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today, the mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level. To give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 steps to success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at Cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another episode of the Cicado Show. Today we have with us the brilliant Mel Aldridge from Alliance for Natural Health International. If that name sounds familiar, that's because in fact it is. So the good news is Mel is back. And for those that remember, Mel joined us on episode number 43, which if you missed, I highly recommend scrolling back and listening to that episode. 
That was a health deep dive. Now back to today's show, Mel is here to help us literally survive winter because with any seasonal change, people typically get sick or catch something. But this year is slightly different in that the media have suggested we're going to get COVID, the flu, the cold, and maybe something else yet to be discovered all at the same time. Now, jokes aside, on a personal note, I am someone who typically gets ill around this time of year. In fact, as we record this, I'm just recovering myself. But this is where Mel comes in. And Mel, you won't know this, but year on year, even a simple cold literally just wipes me out for a couple of days. Always around this time of year. Whereas this year was actually different because for over a year now, consistently, myself and my family, we've been taking care of ourselves and supplementing in the exact way Mel has recommended uh, and the exact way Mel recommended on episode number 43. And I've got to say this year was the first year where the cold was just annoying instead of being all consuming and wiped me out. So personally, a big thank you, Mel. And I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us today. But before we bring Mel on, let me kick off with Ro. Ro, why did you feel this is such an important conversation to be having right now, besides the fact that you've heard me tell you I'm sick for the last two or three days? So over to you, Ro. <laughs> Thanks, Harms. I wouldn't call it sick. You had a slightly bunged up nose, which to me just seemed a bit unusual. But I think uh, the world is coming back out. I'm sure Mel will probably agree with this. Coming back out, there's a lot more contact with other people now. Uh, I myself are back out doing live events, and it's lovely to do that. But at the same time, in the same way our kids go back into school and suddenly they start picking up colds, which they maybe didn't have last year, there's a lot of that happening. Um, I think for me, several reasons. One is we just desperately need to get Mel back on because she's just got such a great message to share, a depth of experience. And this is a time when people are searching. But my biggest concern is that the big message that we're getting from the media and, and the news is we need to be making sure we take the right tablets, we medicate, we take the right jabs and vaccines and all these things. What I don't still feel I'm seeing enough of is a voice that says, okay, but let's look after you. Let's look after your resilience. Let's build that wall of protection around you such that you are actually internally and emotionally and physically knowing that you're in control. What you choose to do with other medication and drugs, et cetera, is your choice. But I just think on a human level, we have the ability to look after ourselves. And no better people to bring in is, is Mel and Rob. And Mel's specialist area, actually, I wanted to maybe touch on this when she comes in, is in this field. Um, and I myself have personally gone out to Mel on occasions over the years and just asked, what about this? What about this? What do you take for this? Because I just feel Mel, you always look for best in class in, in the various things that you do and your attitude. So it's amazing. So we're really privileged to have you here. Um, I know we're limited on time. So uh, if you could just remind our listeners a little bit about your background, just briefly in terms of what, what it is you do and your experience, and then I'll throw a question at you. My first question, by the way, as I lead into this is what creates immune deficiency? Why do people become low in their immunity? Because often people don't realize it is a lifestyle related thing as well. So maybe we could start there. And welcome, big hug from me to you. Oh, well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's just amazing to be back. Harms, I am thrilled that you haven't been knocked out. So many <laughs> other people. I mean, obviously your listeners know yeah. that we're in the UK. I know you've got listeners all over the world. So not everybody is facing winter true, at the moment. True, true. But um, that's fantastic because they are saying that this is the worst cold ever and um, people really have been, um, have been under the weather. I think some of that has really got to do with the isolation that a lot of people have been under. You know, um, yeah. our immune systems 
are um, a constantly moving, learning, flexible system that, you know, you need to be presenting it with things all the time. So it's a bit, it's a bit like um, when you're trying to get fit. If you don't keep working your muscles and if you don't keep working out, you lose your fitness incredibly quickly and your immune system is just the same. So, you know, lockdowns have been one of the worst things for people's immune systems because isolation where you're not you know constantly coming into contact um with uh, you know with with external agents be they pathogens or viruses or microbes or be your your immune system being able to sense it's a sensing organ it that that is one of the things that creates insufficiency because um you just you're just not using it so I, I think it's amazing that people are back out again. Mm. And, um, and I'm probably going to be quite controversial here because um, I also am someone who um, won't use hand sanitizer because I really um, respect my microbiota and I'm aware of just how much power your microbiome has. I mean, you know, a lot of people I think don't realize that, you know, 70 to 80% of your immune sufficiency and your ability to have a resilient immune system actually lies in your gut and it comes from your microbes. So, you know, we have microbes on our skin, we have microbes in our bodies, we have microbes literally all over us. And one of the things that we haven't been doing when we haven't been seeing a lot of people is kind of swapping microbes. And I know that's mm. a bit of an eek subject for lots of people, but you know, this is how well, we've evolved. Well, I still remember last year when we when we had you on and uh, you you passionately talked about going for a dive in an outside pond or something natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, But it's so true. We're not doing that. My kids have grown up with that sort of climbing around, walking in the tree, in the woods and all of the stuff that is so natural. And yet there's other children that have grown up in a very sanitized environment, maybe in the city where everything is cleaned. Um, and I do hear parents talk about the kids getting sick quite often. You know, you have to jo join the dots, and it becomes quite clear why that is. Uh, uh, absolutely. So, just one last point on hand sanitizer is that you know, if you're in a situation where you really need it, um, please, uh, you know, think about making your own. So, you know, aloe vera with some essential oils, and you know, and and a, yeah. and a, and a bit of um, alcohol in there is um, is is going to be a bit more respecting to your skin as well. Um, than using some of the chemical ones that can be really quite harsh. And I've seen, you know, I've seen children with their, you know, the skin hands. on their hands really yes. ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, Mel, just a quick recap on you, just so our, our listeners first to the podcast are hearing this. Yes. So um, <clears throat> I've been in the field of, of, uh, of, of healthcare, but from the integrative side of the fence, for over 30 years now. And uh, I came to it like many practitioners through my own healing journey. And I know that um, we've gone into that in some depth in the earlier podcast. But um, it's, you know, I, I've, I've worked through many, many different areas of health and healing all through diet and lifestyle medicine. But I have a, I have a degree in nutritional medicine and I have a postgraduate qualification in, it's a bit of a mouthful, it's clinical psychoneuroimmunology. So you'll understand why we just call it CPNI for short. And that really was a revelation to me to understand the evolutionary pathways and a lot more on evolutionary biology as to how we've developed. And suddenly you understand just why our bodies work as a whole. And so one of the things I'd like to wind in today is some of the evolutionary 
um, reasons, if you like, for why your immune system needs to have um, certain things in place in order to function at its best. And for, you know, for many people, some of these elements are not there, but they are more simple than you would think they would be to put them into place again. Okay, so on that note, then let's tackle that first question, which is you know, people's immune system. What what are some of the characteristics or the behaviours that lead to a dropped immune system? Because I know we're then going to talk about how they can start to work on improving that. So I think if if I can introduce a couple of terms, so I'd like to talk in terms of immune flexibility and immune resilience. Okay, um, because it's all about how your immune system is able to adapt and to respond. So you know, just like a, a rubber band. Uh, when you get when you have a rubber band that's fresh and new, you can stretch it to whatever length and it'll snap back again. Back again. When it starts to get a bit old, or if it gets damaged, or if it's been sitting in the sun, if it's oxidized, if it, you know, if it's if it's degraded, when you stretch it, it snaps. And you know, our immune system is pretty much like that. So we sometimes we 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 need to have an uh, you know an immune response that modulates to what it, what it is trying to do. So if you have a really serious um, pathogen, so if you have some food poisoning, for instance, you eat a food and you've got a bug in there, then, you know, your, your, your gut will open up and the big guns of your body's immune system will come in and it will hit it hard in order to wipe it out because survival of you is more important. But if you just have something minor, you don't want that level of response because actually one of the reasons why we feel so ill when we've got a cold or we're having an immune response is from the collateral damage from your immune system actually dealing with the pathogen. So the fallout from from that is pretty intense. And that's generally what makes us feel pretty rough. So you can understand that you don't you want your immune system to be able to mount the most appropriate response and this comes to learning really so when we're born we we are gifted with our innate immune system so we're gifted with our innate immune system which if you like to think about it, it's more of a scattergun effect right but then we also have another arm to our immune system which is our adaptive immune system and this is more like the sniper And this is the part of your immune system that learns as you grow. And so your immune system is constantly having to differentiate friend from foe, from even the glass of water that you drink, to the food that you eat, to the person that you meet in the street and you shake their hand, to the handrail that you touch, to, you know, being able to go out into nature and breathing in all those microbes. Your immune system is constantly sifting and sorting and learning. And so it learns self from non-self and it learns, you know, what to take out and what level of response to mount depending on the level of, of danger presented. And obviously when it gets scrambled, as many, many immune systems are doing now, this is when you go down the path of autoimmune disease, which is also the route that I went down because then the, the body starts to attack itself and, it, and okay. it's not keeping that differentiation. So, so just, just, just quickly yeah. on that note, can I ask a question? So the innate immune system, that comes back from our own history, our own genetics, our own history through our parents and grandparents. Would that be correct? Am I understanding that right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, there will be yeah. some level of resistance built up previously through our history, for want of a better word. Yes. Our so genetic this, is, history. This, becomes, this becomes really important for you know people to take care of themselves, especially if they're going to then go on to have right. children. Because, That's what my thinking. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. That's, yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. So, you know, we, we know that we pass down, you know, toxins and um, environmental problems. And, you know, these are all, mm. I mean, as well as let's not forget the emotional side. I'm going to come to that in a bit because it's critical for the immune system. But um, we yeah. pass all of these on through the ancestral lines. So- I, asked, I asked the question to, to use some emotional leverage over our le- listeners to say, look, even if you're not worried about you, think about your kids. Yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. And think, you know, think about your future kids and the state, right. that you're, the state of your health. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, we've got these. So here we've got, you know, these two arms of the immune system. And I will say that even now, the science is all telling us, you know, and here we are nearly, you know, nearly two years into to the, the pandemic. And the science is showing us that natural immunity is the most efficient and the most resilient and our best protection, which is a no brainer, really, when you think about how we've evolved and the fact that we've actually survived on this planet. And, you know, for most of our evolution, the only things that we had for our medicine cabinet was, um, you know, was what we were eating, so which is why food is always our first medicine. And it's a very, very powerful medicine. And there are a lot of elements in food that are powerful immune modulators. We had um, our, our ability to rest. We had sleep. Uh, we had um, and our ability to move. And this is where I don't want to, I don't like using the word exercise because I think in too many people that conjures up images of having True. to go to the gym, work, get work, on kit, yeah, do something. Work, yeah. But I do want to introduce the concept of movement because our bodies are made to move. And if you don't move, I love that. you are, you know, you're not engaging gravity. And I don't understand why there is not more talk about this because the, you know, NASA scientists have known since the mid 90s that. Um, our relationship to gravity um, is a huge predictor and promoter of health. And they know that astronauts in space, after three days, have the same symptoms that we have with sedentary chronic disease. So, really? yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah they've, they've, they've known that since the 90s. Um, and there's a. So, you know, so Mel, interestingly, you're, you're, you're the, way, the kind of lifestyle you're describing, which will help support the immunity. Is completely the opposite of the modern lifestyle. The the, the opposite of the office worker who sitting will, down, yeah. sitting down all day will go from home to work to home, and that's typically via concrete TV, and then, and then straight back and continue sedentary uh, habits in front of the television or laptop or whatever. So I think that's like a core challenge. Um, but you can build things in harms, and so you know I really am because we we have you know we have a paleolithic genome our our genes are are, are stuck with our hunter gatherer ancestors to a large extent and yet we have whizzed on in modern life but our genes haven't caught up and so you know the message that i want to give your listeners is that we have to go back to basics if you want a resilient immune system that is responsive and able to mount an appropriate response at the right time for you and the other thing is that in part of that appropriate response means turning off at the right time as well, which is what mm. happens with chronic long-term inflammation is that the response never turns off. And I'm going to bring this back to your very first question, because if, if you never manage to 
finish your immune response, then you always have your immune system upregulated in the background, chunking away like a generator that never, ever turns off and goes to sleep. And this is what creates a situation where you have a level of low-grade inflammation. And this low-grade inflammation is what underpins all chronic disease, and um, it is intimately linked to our metabolism. So this is where I come back to food again, because there are ways of being able to use food as medicine that involve what you eat, when you eat, how frequently you eat. Okay, so just I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna just pause for a minute. So low grade inflammation. Just explain that br- in a nutshell. So anybody listening goes, what does that mean? Are we just talking about an underlying poor level of immunity? What what are we referring to there? So, okay, so our immune system has uh, developed with us all the way through evolution. It has been our main protection. And it has got us to where we are now because obviously survival of the species is always prime and is always critical. So what happens with the immune system is that we may be way more advanced than, you know, than our ancestors um, running around the plains were. We may have a lot more facing us, but the immune system is still the same, it's, it functions in a very similar way. And it doesn't differentiate between a physical wound that you've just had from fighting the saber-toothed tiger to an emotional wound, to stress, to anxiety, to the fight that you've just had with your partner that is now going on for weeks on end because you you haven't resolved it. All of these are considered to be wounds as far as the immune system is concerned, and they upregulate. So whether you are emotionally... um, in 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 pain for something if you are you know if you're really dealing with something and you're emotionally down your immune system is going to rise to that challenge because it sees it as a wound and this is why we say that stress is just so insidious because stress is upregulating your immune system constantly so you know the old story um and i'm and i hope this um goes across many cultures is that in you know in our culture we have a story about crying wolf where you know you keep um, you you keep putting putting the alarm bells and you keep saying you know there's danger there's danger there's danger there's danger and then in the end because the system has been upregulated for so long it doesn't respond as Switches well off. anymore it becomes numb to it it yeah. become it becomes because yeah. it because it's underpowered and then this is where I have to bring in metabolism here and I need to talk about metabolic resilience because your metabolism is basically your ability to create energy in the body. And because everything comes down to energy on this planet and in our bodies as well, if you don't have sufficient energy, you can't actually have function because everything takes energy. The immune system takes a huge amount of energy when it's upregulated, which is why you go into what we call sickness behavior and you don't want to see people and you want to go to bed and you need to sleep a lot because what is happening is that the organism is conserving a huge amount of energy because all that energy that you're conserving is being channeled to the immune system because the immune system is upregulated and it's fighting a pathogen. Right. If you then are in a situation where your wound has not turned off because it actually isn't a wound from a pathogen like harm's cold, it is a wound from your, um, you know, from, from stress. And you look at the stress that people have been under for such a long period of time now. Um, those, that level of stress, those wounds 
are actually creating an upregulated immune system that is chunking on in the background. So your generator is not turning off, which is then going to drive your desire for eating, um, you know, eating more and particularly right. being driven to the foods that fast are, foods. Are, yeah, they're not, not going to be good for you because you're going to yeah, go for processed, high calorie, yeah. um, generally a lot of sugar, starchy carbohydrates. And, and obviously then we're going to be looking into, you know, alcohol and other ways of being able to actually try and uh, skim the tension off the stress. So this is how this vicious cycle starts to go because the body is saying, I need energy, I need energy, I need energy. It starts to shut down various body processes to conserve energy so other things in your body don't work as well, your gut being one of them. And, um, and then you just start craving um, you know, carbohydrates and food that isn't good for you because your, your body thinks that it doesn't have enough energy to function. So here you're now creating metabolic dysfunction, and uh, and I and I mean this is not this is not a conversation about weight management, but obviously that is going to be linked to it because the more uh, carbohydrates and starchy carbs and sugars that you're drawn to, the more your insulin is triggered, and insulin is a storage hormone. So insulin will tell your body to keep storing, storing, storing for um, for the lean times, because this comes back to our evolutionary pathways again, where we didn't have access to all of this. We're built for famine and not for feast. And so when we think that there's going to be famine coming, we store more and we crave more in terms of, you know, higher, well, higher carbohydrate. And Particularly uh, this time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, so for, you know, well, for those in the UK in the winter months, for those yeah. for those in the northern hemisphere, as the nights draw in and as the temperatures start to drop, we immediately want to start eating different things, and because we we are literally storing, so you have to always think about your body in terms of you know our, our Paleolithic genome, really, because if we start to then put things back in place again that speaks to our, our body in that way, it is miraculous how we can start to heal and how we can start to um, bring in more resilience and flexibility. So if you, you know, your, met your metabolism, so having metabolic resilience means that you are then in the best way to have resilience in all of your other body systems and your immune system and your metabolism are so intimately linked because the immune system needs loads and loads of energy. Does that, so that, does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in fact, because I, I want to segue into exactly where you're going with this, but just to summarize in in simple terms for people listening: stress levels high, poor sleep, starting to then revert to if you're not already doing it, crappy foods, um, not getting enough movement. There's probably four big headlines there that would be good indicators that you're probably not serving your immune system. Is that a simple summary? There, that without? is a really simple summary. And on just on the movement point, you know. I'm really not talking about going and flogging yourself in the gym on the treadmill because actually that can have a real counter effect and be more triggering for inflammation. We are built to be outdoors. So please, can I just make a call here for getting outside? It doesn't matter what the weather's like. You know, go for a walk, um, you know, do the gardening, running up and down the stairs, uh, washing the car. You know, our, um, our hunter-gatherer movements were all about living and life, and they weren't about exercise and treadmills. So 
you know, we just need to bring more activity back into our life again to get this pull of gravity on all our mm. muscles. And That's so true. Even the upper body, actually, because, you know, picking fruits, we don't do yes. anything like that. So no. our upper body doesn't get used the same way as it used to. No. And, and what I love um, here, Mel, is it's so, I mean, one of the challenges with this kind of sophisticated world we live in or what we believe we're living in is everything has to be complex. But what you're describing is really simple. And, you know, for the weightlifters and, you know, I go to the gym, one of the challenges we face is we go to the gym, create this inflammation, exert all this energy and then actually come home and then stay non-mobile for the to, to our next gym workout whereas what you're suggesting is you know just move throughout the day be in be out be, into the, be in the garden be in the woods um, be at your desk as well but just be constantly moving is that fair to say that, that's that's fair to say you know get up every couple of hours and move around and you know just going back to what you said Ro about about gathering about picking fruits even is that um it is a, a remarkable thing that when we exercise in a fasted state, we produce lactoferrin from our, you know, which is a, an, a very powerful non-inflammatory molecule that dampens inflammation because, of course, every time you right. eat, your immune system in your gut is having to sense, you know, friend from foe. So when it does that, every time you eat and drink, you are, you are upregulating the inflammation in your gut. And then if you don't have periods of time where you have where you're not putting anything in, that inflammation doesn't come back to ground zero. But, you know, our our bodies are so exquisite that if we you know, we always had to move in order to find food. So this these periods of fasting and I'm giving clues here as to how to how to fix your metabolic resilience, which will have a mm -hmm. massive knock on effect for your your immune resilience. But because we had periods of time where, you know, we didn't have food, we had to exert ourselves to to find food, to get food. And so in that exertion, our bodies release all of this lactoferrin in case we were going to get damaged while we were in the process of finding food and we already had our immune molecules there ready to go. But lactoferrin is so dampening for inflammation. So even doing something minor, like, you know, if you're fit, like, like you guys are, you can get down on the floor and you can do, you know, some squats and you can do a few press ups because yeah. believe it or not, you get more lactoferrin released from your, from using your arms and your arm muscles, um, than you do necessarily from your, your leg muscles. But, you know, even if you can't, you, I think everyone could do a few press ups against the kitchen counter. Yes, agreed. I mean, and that's funny because the kids laugh because I do that around the house sometimes after <laughs> on a step and do like 10 incline press-ups. Exactly. exactly. Um, or exactly. squats. I was squatting today while I was brushing my teeth. It's just simple things like that that just keep that body movement. Um, and it's not complicated. But I'm just conscious that you have to peel away from us. And this is a short. I think Harms is going to probably jump in with a question at the end about getting you back on because I can just sense he's itching in the background. <laughs> can I just ask you... Can we just touch on some quick wins from a nutritional sort of eat perspective? Because I think we've probably got five, six, seven minutes here, and then we've got to wrap it up. For the listeners, movement being one, what would be two or three big wins that you think that they could jump onto fairly okay, quickly? So I'd like to just um, leave in the minds of your listeners that it's always food first. Food was our very first powerful medicine. And on our... Um, um, on our website, goodness, I haven't even said that I'm, I'm, you know, as well as being a practitioner, I'm also the executive coordinator of the Alliance for Natural Health International. So we've got quite a lot of resources on the website and I can put a link to our Food for Health campaign. 
but just bear in mind that we want to be having you know you know a lot of plant foods in our diet i i'm not necessarily saying everyone's got to be vegan or vegetarian not by any means at all because i i work a lot with these evolutionary pathways and certainly some people really just are not able to engage their body systems when they're not having some animal protein but it is always about quality and sustainability and animal husbandry as well as to you know what you take into your body on that front but eating a rainbow of colors every day actually delivers a whole suite of phytochemicals, of plant nutrients into your body, which are not just cofactors for lots of processes in your body, but many of these these phytonutrients are also antioxidants. They're also protective. They, they, They are there to be our medicine, really. And so food is always first. Please, please, please think about your gut. Um, and I am, I, I, I do, I'm, I'm unequivocal on this, and the fact that I do not believe that gluten-containing products. I don't think, I don't think gluten is human food, and I don't have time to, right now, explain to you just how deleterious gluten is. But it drives gut permeability, which drives low-grade inflammation, which is the basis of chronic disease. It keeps your immune system upregulated in the background. Um, taking a huge amount of energy. The immune system, we call it the selfish immune system in CPNI because when the immune system is upregulated, all of the energy that you are taking in is channeled towards that and it is not there for problem solving, for higher executive function in your thought processes, for all your other body systems and for actually, you know, dealing with life. You just don't function as well. And, you know, that... Just, just for anyone listening, in simple terms, every time you eat stuff like that, you feel that heavy, fuzzy-brained, non-productive feeling afterwards. That's what we're talking about in, we, in a simple and we're talking phrase. About, we're talking about that going out for and, and, and living like that, you know, for months on end, sometimes years yes. on end. Yes, yes. And this is when we start to really reap downstream effects that we don't want in terms of chronic disease. So right. taking care of your gut sleep is critical we have to regenerate um Mm. we need to you know sleep hygiene pitch dark room no gadgets no buzzing electricity around you phone on airplane mode or totally off this is really important you know ideally going to bed at nighttime and getting your circadian rhythm into the rhythm of the of the earth some shift workers can't do this so they really need to work hard to make sure they're in pitch dark you need a decent level of sleep. You need at least three hours to start getting some brain regeneration going and some brain clearing. So, you know, really um, seven to nine hours is what, you know, most Mm. people need in order to function properly. Movement we've discussed. And the last two things to put in here is that I am a great believer in using food supplements to support your good diet and to support all of these things so that you can actually drive certain pathways and when you are immune challenged either because of the season because of what's happening around you um, because you may not be in the best of health yourself then supplements become a really useful a useful thing and we've produced um we produced a flyer which i think um you're going to put the link underneath which really just discusses uh, you know, I mean, obviously our basic immune ones that we need to make sure we've got enough of, vitamin C, vitamin D3 um, and zinc, 
And then there are other elements as well. So this is all on top of doing the right thing with our food, with our sleep, with our movement. And then lastly, there are a couple of low-tech gadgets that are incredibly inexpensive and are really worth having in, in the house. And one of them is a salt pipe. You know, in a salt pipe, you can just put a couple of drops of Lugol's mm. iodine into the mouthpiece, shake it and sniff it. And, and then you, you get all of that benefit of the protective mechanism of the iodine being able to go in because iodine is a, is a, is a great disinfectant and you're just sniffing it. And if you do end up getting ill, you can repeat this every couple of hours. Um, and then the other thing that I really recommend is for everybody to have a USB rechargeable nebulizer. You can, you can put a couple of drops in a teaspoon of water in the well. You can use saline solution from your pharmacy in the well. If you're in a country where you can use um, silver hydrosol, you can put some silver hydrosol in the well as well. And then you literally just turn it on and you nebulize that through your mouth and nose and breathe in that whole teaspoon that you've put in there. Um, it is a phenomenal way of, um, of getting some protection into your respiratory passages on, you know, and just supporting your natural immunity. And that's something they can do on a daily basis? So I would say that those are more things that you want to do. The salt pipe you can certainly do on a daily mm. basis or every few days. Um, I would the, you, the nebulizer I would keep until you start to um, feel that you're immune, you've got a specific immune challenge and get on to immediately. Because we can all feel in our bodies when we are when our immune system is kicking into action. You know, there's, yeah, there's just yeah. a feeling in your body, you've got it. And that is when you want to start really loading. So the um, the flyer that you've got there is about prevention. Um, and then there is a link to an article that I wrote last March, which is all about um, modulating your immune system and, and using um, herbs and supplements if you've got, you know, if, you've, if you're also are unwell so i think the link for that is also going to be underneath and it's just really to say look at what nature has to offer because mm. nature you know nature na nature has nurtured us um all the way through evolution and it still is and so if we can just make use of that and really look at nature's pharmacy it gives us another very very powerful string to the bow fantastic so i'm mel i'm conscious of time as well uh, I know you've got to shoot. Just want to wrap this up and talk about very briefly a phrase you mentioned, which you know you said is extremely important: metabolic resilience. And just pair that with something uh, you would like to share with our audience, which is really excited. I'm excited about it. Uh, so if you could just take a moment to share that and all the links that Mel has mentioned, I will put that in the show notes as always at cicardo.com forward slash podcast. So Mel, could you just talk into that space, leave yes. the listeners with some final words as well, if you can. So, thank you, Harms. This is a huge area of passion for me. And anybody that listened to my previous podcast will understand why. But obviously, metabolic dysfunction has underpinned my health journey. And I am so... I am so desperately wanting to get information out to people so that they don't have to go through the, you know, the huge decades, four decades long journey back to health again. So the, I've been working on a, on a course and there's a new charity, a new health e-learning charity that started in the UK that are really wanting to put out 
accessible, practical 10-hour taster courses for people. They call them discovery courses. And my discovery course in metabolic resilience um, has just gone up about 10 days ago. And so it's now available. You have three months to do it. It is uh, it, it is just £100. It's a charity. And we want to make this as accessible for people so that you can have learning in your own home. And so I would, you know, I would say if if what I've talked about is interesting to you, then I've gone in in this course, I've gone much more into the evolutionary pathways. I've really explained, you know, how to practically do all of this so that you can get your body back on track again and lower your background inflammation, which obviously the the upside of that is that you will have natural weight loss with that, but you will also increase the resilience of your immune system as well. And it is practical. So you will learn in the end to put your food protocol together and what to eat. And I do also link in the emotional side of it because it is just so incredibly important um, to be connected to yourself in in that way as well. Finally, you get to get it captured and stuff. <laughs> My gosh, it's, it's just been a phrase and a passion whenever I've spoken to you over the years. But to be able to get it out to a broader audience now is amazing. Well, you well know, this, you. Is what, this is what we've got this time to thank because you know, I, I ended up, I, I see, I've seen clients, I've done presentations, I, I've talked to people, but, you know, it, to, to be in the situation we've been in over the last 19 months, it is, you know, it's created the window um, for me to actually put this online. So it's true, now true. accessible for so many more people. So for that, I, you know, I'm grateful. This is, all challenges have a silver lining. So we'll put the link in here, and the and so it's a a full e learning program. Is that right? That, it's that a full e learning program. You just go on, um, you buy the you buy the package, and then you just go through it in your own time. Um, it's ten hours of contact time, and it is ten hours of sorry, and it's sorry, it's five hours of contact time and five hours of. Um, home sort of study practical things but as you will expect with me when you've heard how much I've rammed into this it might take you a little bit longer and actually you know just even what you've fitted in this time we've got together is unbelievable I think anybody listening is gonna have to go back and rewind and and just take notes as I've been doing all the way through this by the way <laughs> Um, well, thank I, you so I, I much, just, Mel. I hope I hope people enjoy the course. I really, I really know that you know if this information on metabolic resilience, and if you start to to really get your body back into into this place and start talking into it in the language it understands, so many other things are going to resolve, and yeah. including you know having a more resilient immune system. Yeah. And I'm just to remind everybody, if you haven't been on to it, go on to Mel and Rob's ANH sites. It's a, a non-for-profit organization, uh, Alliance of Natural Health um, or ANHinternational.org. But we'll put that in the link as well. Uh, there's some great resources there. Absolutely packed with information. Absolutely. So, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me back. It's lovely to have you back. Yeah. And thank you for having me for that amazing lunch in August, by the way. <laughs> Wish they need to go and watch the videos on that. That was fun. Yes, actually, you do. I'm going to send, um, I'll, I'll send you the link to that, Harms, because honestly, uh, it was it was, it was was fabulous. If you put that underneath, people are going to absorb quite a lot of information from watching that as well. And, seeing and that's a great food. example of the color of foods. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You talked about seeing the, the rainbow of foods. Yeah. yeah. I will do. Fantastic. So thank you once again, Mel, for joining us. That's myself, Roa Mel, signing off. We'll see you on the next episode.
Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out We'll see you on the next episode.